Amy here, and I interrupt this regular broadcasting of the podcast to let all of you listeners know that Michelle's book is now available for pre-order. Yay! Fierce Hope. Who doesn't need Fierce Hope? All the time, especially now. Fierce Hope by Michelle Dwyer is available for pre-order on Amazon. Those of you that are local to the peace country, you can find the physical book at some local events coming up. Check out our Facebook page, check out Michelle's Facebook page, and you can find the information there. So again, the title is Fierce Hope. We are so excited about this. You want to get your hands on this. Fierce Hope, Michelle Dwyer, coming soon. Welcome to Further Up and Further In. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hey, Amy. We're going to respond to another listener question today. I'm so excited. So am I. And I just like to point out all of these wonderful questions are coming from one one person, which is so, I mean, I'm telling, I feel like we need to be transparent. I was, I was going to make it sound like lots of cool people are following us. And I was going to say, we have one listener that is like... (laughs) Love it, love it, love it, love it, that she just like messages us and tells us. It's so good. Okay, I haven't checked the metrics lately. We have more than one listener though, right? We do have more than one listener. So now I'm challenging all those other (laughs) listeners to also give feedback. It's like of all the times in your life you thought of writing to some far off corporation or person and thought, nah, they won't even listen to this anyway. We are your living proof. Find us on Facebook, send us a direct message. You can email us at further up and further in podcast at gmail.com. It'd be lovely. Yeah. And anyways, we, and we would do our stinking best to yeah. give you really fascinating answers, if not good ones. Exactly. <laughs> so back to you. This was another another question or wondering from yeah. so the number one listener. The, <laughs> definitely. She knows you know who you are. Huh. You're our favorite. <laughs> Actually, I think my sister's given me a lot of feedback too, but maybe I haven't recorded it the same way in my brain. Mm, yeah, maybe. Sisters. Shout out to you too, Cal. Okay, this other listener question was, where was God in the 400 silent years between the prophets and the birth of Christ? As I ponder Advent, I feel this silence so deeply. And yet anticipation as well. Okay, I don't have the anticipation, but I want it. I, mm. What an authentic question. Yeah. I feel that too. Mm-hmm. 400 silent years. Mm-hmm. So can we just start off a little bit geeky and theological before I follow my compassionate heart down the sure. path? God was not silent for 400 years. No. We don't have recorded prophecies to the nation of Israel. We don't mm-hmm. have recorded history of the nation of Israel from the end of the Old Testament to the beginning of the book of Matthew. Yeah. In, in the, the, in what, the canon, canon. This, what we yeah. call the Holy Bible, there's 400 years there that are not included in this. That does not mean there were no writings Mm -hmm. of Jewish history, because there were, there are, and it doesn't mean God was silent. Mm -hmm. The Bible does not say every single word that God ever spoke for those first 4,000 years either, Yeah, or however many it was, depending on your view of old earth young earth, and we're not going into that now, but we're open to all your thoughts. (laughs) So, is right? It's not that God wasn't speaking. Yeah. But the words that the Holy Spirit led to have recorded in scripture that we would keep and hang on to and hold to, to reveal God's nature and how he interacts with his people. Mm -hmm. That's the silence. Yeah. So I wonder if our listeners also feel like there's this deafening silence from God. Mm. Yeah. 
And so we're going to kind of uh, look a little into or, or talk about Advent. Yeah, because this podcast will be released or dropped, mm-hmm. as we like to say. Yeah. Drop an episode. Yeah. On uh, That will be the end of the first week of Advent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the word Advent, it's like coming. Mm. The Advent of. We talk about this like the Advent of the computer. When did the computer yeah. show up? And so in Advent season, we remember this waiting. Mm. Mm-hmm. And we remember that Christ has come. Yeah. And that tension goes on and on and on because Christ has come. Yeah. But not all that he has spoken and done has been fully fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So we both have received the promise and we wait for the fullness of the promise. Yeah. And that's where our tension place is. Yeah, it really does. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we lose our sense of expectation in there. Yeah. Because, I mean, the the waiting is tiring. Mm-hmm. And the, the silence, when it's silent, a lot of other voices can be speaking. Right. Right? And yeah. it is. It's like silence. We draw conclusions, believe lies, go to more believable reasons for silence. And it's in our waiting times that we're the most vulnerable to believing that maybe God doesn't care. Yeah. Or that his word isn't true. Or that, you know, the voices of past disappointments get loud. Mm -hmm. So I would just acknowledge, man, this is a really raw and humble and authentic place to be. Mm -hmm. Waiting Mm -hmm. is hard. Yeah. Yeah. It is hard. And hope is hard. Yeah. And I'm like the fierce hope person. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you hope is hard. In this season that I'm in where I believe with all my heart that God is a healer because I've seen him heal. Mm-hmm. And I also know that when he doesn't heal the way we ask him to, there's loss and disappointment mm-hmm. that's huge and real. And it doesn't mean God isn't good. Yeah. So walking that tension is a really gritty reality in my life right now. I still mm-hmm. am shocked every time I go to the doctor and there's not a miracle. And I come away from it spinning a little bit mm. and confused. Yeah. And I'm reframing some of that with a bit of humor <laughs> in the sense that, yeah, I'm going to hope. Mm-hmm. Of course I'm going to hope. And yeah, that might mean I have some hard days where I then have to get back to the nitty gritty of what am I hoping for? Why do I believe what I believe? Mm. Which is... Not the worst thing to do, it right? It, it, like that's such actually because then the hope and the waiting become grounded and rooted in truth. And and as you're talking, like you, it kind of moves from like, oh, I'm hoping, mm-hmm. uh, I'm being joyful, I'm being whatever, you know, all the love, joy, peace, mm-hmm. joy, all that stuff is when it's like, man, I don't see this, yeah. but I know that Jesus is coming and he brings this. So what is this actually about? Right. It creates, I mean, can create a good ground for for really wondering, like, yeah. what what am I doing? What yeah. am I thinking? And what do I actually believe? And what is this grounded in? Yeah. And so I would even say in the strangeness of my disappointment, I'm delighted to discover that I do believe God's a healer or mm. else I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> if I didn't believe he was a healer, I wouldn't be shocked every time. Mm -hmm. So it does show me the depth of which I am persuaded Mm. that this is who he is and what he does. Mm -hmm. And so in that, then the question begs the question, am I a crazy person? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or what does it look to walk by faith in expectation that Christ is coming in the fullness of all Mm. he promised us? Yeah. Without being in denial about all the stuff that's there too. That happens in the meantime, right? Yeah. 
Um, so there's this passage of scripture, and you know we're we're all over the place in our podcast with which translations we're happy to use. Yeah. So we're unapologetically going to look at um, the message. <gasps> I know. And yes, we understand it's a paraphrase. You know, no, at this done. point, I'd even be excited if people wrote us because they were mad. <laughs> I hope our readers are enjoying this as much True. as our readers, our listeners. Um, so here I am trying to open it on my app, and it keeps asking me if I like the app. And I'm like, go away. I have something to do. I thought I had it open on here still. But Romans 8 talks about waiting and expectation. Mm. And that all of creation in the King James, for our Orthodox to the Orthodox listeners, says all of creation is groaning and travailing, waiting for the full manifestation of the sons of God. Mm. So we have this wired in us, this groaning and longing. Mm. So we see that through the Old Testament. Advent is about acknowledging that we continue to groan and long. Mm. He came and we're waiting. Yeah, that we're waiting, that it's the the sense of waiting, which means there's something coming. Right. That we actually expect and hope for. Yeah, yeah. I think we get messed up in that we can't control the outcome. Oh, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm literally, I have written papers and done teachings on healing. And even in this season, I'm going back and going, okay, what is it that I believe? Mm. What is it that I believe? Mm-hmm. That God does heal. Yeah. I do. And that the end of all pain, sorrow, suffering, and dying doesn't happen until Revelation 21, yeah. which means the end of all the things, right? So yeah. there's going to be a tension of we are experiencing the kingdom breaking in and we are waiting for the fullness of the kingdom to break yeah. in. And so what happens in that between mm-hmm. time? Mm-hmm. Do I shut down? Yeah. I went through a stage of during my six weeks away from home radiation where it's like a resignation. Mm. That wasn't apathy, but there was a discipline of one foot in front of the other doing the thing you know to be the right thing to do. Yeah. And that applies to everything in our mm-hmm. lives. There's so much that's not fun. Yeah. You think about the partnering of parenting. It's an 18-year assignment, technically, that yeah. goes on. We do the thing we know to do. Mm-hmm. Faithfully partnering with a process. Yeah. But how do we sustain expectation in there? Yeah, that is the question. And so I know it's like so Christian, <laughs> but it's not trite. Yeah. My discipline every day of having that sweet cup of coffee with Jesus and opening the Bible. Mm. He's not silent. He's speaking. Yeah. He is not silent. He is speaking. Mm-hmm. And I find nourishment there. My daily discipline of worship <laughs> with my music. Singing my heart out. Because when I do that, I orient my emotions mm-hmm. to the goodness of God. So those are you know, just some of the basic old disciplines. So I'm going to read in the message what it says about this expectation in groaning, waiting, travailing creation. I just have to find it here. Amy, say something brilliant while I scroll to the right verse. <laughs> Uh, um, okay, here he compares it to pregnancy. Mm. So some of our listeners can relate to this. Mm-hmm. All around us, we observe a pregnant creation. The difficult times of pain throughout the world are simply birth pangs. But it's not only around us, it's within us. So he's talking to the believers mm. that have laid hold of the promise, right? The Spirit of God is within us, and we are also feeling these birth pangs. Sterile and barren bodies of ours are yearning for full deliverance. This is the part that I love. This is why waiting does not diminish us any more than waiting diminishes a pregnant mother. Mm. 
We are enlarged in the waiting. Ooh, enlarged. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, of course, don't see what's enlarging us. But the longer we wait, the larger we become and the more joyful our expectancy. Oh, I know. Isn't it so good? good. It's oh, so enlarged. good. That reminds me of that verse we talked about a few episodes ago. Whenever I was in distress, yeah. he enlarges yeah, us. Which was Psalm 30-something. Yeah. I think it's 37. But it's like, okay, so here we are in the waiting. Hmm. And yet another round of, this isn't where I thought God was, I thought God was going to come through. I thought I was going to go to this appointment and he'd say, the tumor is gone and it's not. Yeah. So shifting this vision, okay, God, what are you enlarging in me at this time? Hmm. Yeah, man, you know what? It's so, so much of everything (laughs) (laughs) just seems to be actually so much of like, what are we focusing on? Yeah. What are the questions we're asking? What are we turning mm. towards? Mm-hmm. Right? Not that situations, not that it's just like, hey, if you just, a different perspective will make everything okay. But it, but it changes the question. Right. And it changes the focus. And whatever we focus on is what yeah. we're focusing on. And that's where our expectation is. Yeah. And so, I'm, I mean, I am mm. using my journey as an example, but yeah. everybody's dealing with the endless pandemic-y oh, yeah. awfulness. Yeah. I have friends who have just lost jobs. I have friends who have lost loved ones. We're tired of trying to navigate regulations. Um, mm-hmm. And the rest of our lives haven't stopped going on. Our parenting yeah. journeys, our marriage journeys, our community journeys. Yeah. We are all in this place of groaning, longing to see the kingdom break in. Yeah. When you think about it, anywhere there's dysfunction in our lives and brokenness and Mm -hmm. distortion, what we're longing for is the kingdom of God to come in. Yeah. I'm just like thinking, right, pregnancy. It's like, you remember there was times when you were like, oh my goodness, I just feel amazing and Mm -hmm. great. (laughs) And then there was times that it was like, you just felt like you were lumbering around and it was awkward and you're like, I can't stand and I don't want to sit. Right? This metaphor goes a lot of ways, right? And it's like that. It's like, man, in the waiting, sometimes it feels like, oh, Jesus, I see your kingdom. This is worth it. This is amazing. Yeah. There's other times where it's like we're lumbering, stumbling around. Oh, and like, I had a long this puking is so stage. Painful. And I would think if I could just yeah. stop feeling like vomiting for yeah. 10 minutes, I could catch my breath and get on with life. Right. And, and it, there's no reprieve. Yeah. And for me in those times, I was like, man, but I know the end mm-hmm. and it's going to be beautiful. Yeah. Right? And that's yeah. it's like the end. The kingdom of God is yeah. at hand. The kingdom of God is coming. That's the end. I mean, we don't know exactly what it's all going to look like, all the different steps. Yeah. So we can't cling to the outcome as that's what it's going to look like. That's right. But we know Jesus yeah. will show up. Yeah. Yeah. And he's making all things new. And he always does. Yeah. And we do get weary in the long. And he's yeah. compassionate towards that. Psalm 103 says... This is King James again. You can see I flipped through my versions. (laughs) That's good. Cover the bases. Psalm 103 says, He knows, God knows our frame, that Mm. we are as dust. Mm. I'm sure there's some eloquent, more modern translation, but it's just like, He knows. He knows my weakness. And so I have cried out to Him so many times, God, sustain me in the waiting. Yeah. Sustain me in the waiting for whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I need a fresh encounter with you today. And it will come. Yeah. It mm. comes through words, encouragement, people, yeah. coloring book that showed up one day, which was yeah. such a funny, silly thing. And it's like, but you want cancer healed. Well, I know I do. Mm-hmm. And then you can have this sort of bitter and I, I do like, trust me, I'm not so just like happy, clappy Pollyanna that yeah. I don't have these thoughts. Seriously, I asked for cancer to be healed, not a stupid coloring book, right? Like you can take yeah. a cynical response. 
And even as I think through those things, I'm like, cynicism is not a fruit of the spirit. Mm, nope. So let's just break agreement right now. Yeah. If you're here, of course you're here in this waiting, because we all are. What are you waiting for? Break agreement with the lie mm-hmm. that God's not talking. Break agreement with the lie he's abandoned you. Mm-hmm. That you're a fool for believing and hoping. Break agreement with cynicism. Cynicism is just a um, like a false armor. Yeah. I will protect my heart. Mm-hmm. And there's that shaking of the fist at God with accusation. We just can't do it. Yeah. We can rumble and we can wrestle, mm-hmm. but we don't accuse God. That was what Job's wife tried to get him to do. Yeah. Just accuse God mm-hmm. and die. I've really noticed it as I've been reading through the Amplified version mm-hmm. is, you know, we hear that, like, you know, he's our savior. He's our protector. He's our comforter, whatever. Healer. Healer. There provider. It is. Yeah, provider. But it's one that I've, maybe it's just the version I've read or not paid attention to, but the Amplified often has, you know, he's our protector, he's our healer, and he's our sustainer. Yeah. Which that has actually shifted something uh-huh. where it's like, you know, in my head, I recognize probably not accurately, but it's like, you know, healer, provider is like, in my head is like a, a one-time thing. He healed. He provided like mm-hmm. a, a moment in time. Yeah. But the sustainer somehow shifts it where it's like in all the things as we're waiting for the fullness of his healing, as we're waiting for the fullness of his provision, all that stuff, it's like he is sustaining us. Yeah. Which adds just like the God is with us. That's the Christmas Emmanuel thing, right? Yeah. God with us. He is our sustainer in the waiting. And that makes all the difference. And I've just really had a new perspective on him as my suffering savior. In this time, he when he walked this earth, he suffered so stinking much. Mm. Mm-hmm. He did. Those first 30 years, he lived a human relational life. His father that was his father died at some point in there, as far as we know. He had siblings with all that stuff. He took care of his mom. He lived in a village where everybody knew the sketchy details of his birth coming, right? Yeah. And then his season of ministry is brut- brutal and beautiful mm-hmm. and contains some of the worst things I can imagine. Like false accusation. Yeah. <laughs> right? He, there's a homecoming album produced by Bethel, is their kind of newest one, I think. And there's a song on there that's Son of Suffering. Mm-hmm. Every time I listen to it, I weep. Mm-hmm. Like he's not oblivious to our suffering. No. He is God with us in it. Mm-hmm. And he has not abandoned us there. Yeah. He will sustain us until the day when it ends in whatever way he chooses for it to end. Mm-hmm. I, I'm old enough to look back and see, oh, this is what God has done in my marriage in the waiting. Hmm. But I had discouraging seasons where I thought, this is it. Forget it. I can't handle this. We'll never get this figured out. Mm-hmm. We're in a better place than we were. God has sustained us mm-hmm. and taught us in the journey. God loves process, but he's not harsh and insensitive in the process. Yeah. So if we go on in a little bit farther in Romans 8 where we've talked about this joyful expectancy. What is he expanding in us in this time, enlarging in us? It says, meanwhile, the moment we get tired in the waiting. The moment. Mm. I love it. The moment. Not if, but when we get tired in the waiting, God's Spirit is right alongside helping us along. If we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. He does our praying in us and for us, making prayer out of our wordless sighs and our aching groans. Mm. I love that. That's a whole new take on he collects all your tears in a bottle. Oh, yeah, because I've definitely had wordless sighs. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And aching groans. And he knows us far better than we know ourselves. He knows our pregnant condition and keeps us present before God. Mm. Jesus is interceding for all of us right now. Yeah. Our listeners in the place of their tension waiting 
for Advent, for the full coming. Jesus is with you. He's keeping you present before God. And this is what I love. That's why we can be so sure that every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. Mm. So good. So for our listeners who are today in this season of Advent with us, we're all waiting. We're celebrating He came, and we know He came. And part of the sustaining for me is remembering what He has done. And for finding those sweet moments along the way where He reminds me He's here. When I receive the gift of the coloring book without cynicism, it's a reminder He's heard me. He cares. I guess we never unpack this on the podcast, but I had a day where I was feeling really crappy and I'm learning to rest in this season. This is part of how he's expanding me in the waiting. I'm learning to be still and not driven by all the things. And I had this thought, oh, I'd like to color. And then I thought, well, that's dumb. A, I might not like to color. I haven't colored since the girls were little. And besides, coloring doesn't cross anything off the list. I would hate coloring. And I'm not going to spend money on a coloring book only to find that out. That's just a waste of time and energy and I'm, whatever. I just kind of had a cranky thought. And I thought, but I might like it. I don't know. Dismissed the thought completely. The next day I met up with someone who had been collecting some things to give to our family a month ago. Mm-hmm. At that time, someone who I'm not in touch with anymore. They're not on my social media. I haven't known where they are. She was a roommate in college literally 30 years ago, Amy. Don't do the math. Okay, it was only 28 <laughs> that she was my roommate and she had heard from somebody else and thought about it, bought two coloring books and some really beautiful quality pencils, some Dutch treats, put them in a gift bag, given them to this person to give to me. They came to me the day after I had this Mm. thought about coloring. I'm sorry, but it's just like, okay, God, you're with me on this journey. You're not oblivious to me. Those little reminders, so sustaining in the waiting. And so we pray for our listeners that they would see the goodness of God in their waiting season, that they would be free from cynicism and hopelessness and despair, and that they would receive the promise that comes with Advent, the promise that's in Luke, uh, the end of Luke 1. I love it. 78, because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. And so we bless our listeners and this Advent waiting season that they would experience the love of God, the light breaking into the darkness as they yearn to go further up and further in. 